0: Good morning. It was a watershed draft on a number of fronts. It's worthy of a few snap judgments, I reckon. Shall we swap some thoughts? 130736736. 736 736. Snap judgments on the first round of the AFL National Draft 04 9 98 11 16. What occurred to you most significantly? The staging of it, the length of it, the numbers that were picked? Here's a few of my thoughts. The first, the first is a sheer feel-good factor as 29 careers came to life, and we shouldn't just skip past that. The draft is built on hopes and dreams, the hopes of fans and the dreams of the kids. There were wonderful scenes of emotional mums and proud dads and sprightly nans and mates determined to ruin perfectly manicured hair before the chosen one took the stage, and I think the best moment was when Connor O'Sullivan heard his best mate's name get called and rushed off from meeting Joel Selwood to celebrate the moment. It was pure exuberance and youthful mateship. There were shocks and bolters declared. I'm not quite sure it was as, as random as that, but there were kids without their junior club polos because they didn't figure they were factoring until tonight. They went as the support act and became the star term. There were great names, Phoenix Gothard and Colton Olstrup. We're going to have fun with those over the years. And we re- replenished the ranks with youngsters who play like Dustin Martin and Charlie Kernow and Harris Andrews. There was the next Zach Bailey and there was even a new Justin McInerney that came to bear. Iconic numbers were passed on. I thought this ritual was really significant. Nick Nat handed number nine to Harley Reed, And that ritual told you how important Reed is to West Coast in a single image. It ended eight months of debate about whether West Coast would pick him and whether he was prepared to go there. And then there was Joel Selwood handing 14 on to O'Sullivan. The size of that Guernsey suggested the Cats knew exactly who they were choosing. This draft was defined by the Allies, and that's a night that the national competition has been waiting for for generations. It was far less heartland Victoria populating the future, but rather Palm Beach, Currumbin, and North Launceston, and Albury. Gold Coast matched four players in the first round. Tasmania produced four And that in itself prompted two contemplations. It's a heartening glut of first-rounders out of the Apple Isle that hasn't been seen for a long time. And in a few years' time, it's going to need to be the new norm. The second was that could those boys in their fifth season be the core of the Devils inaugural team in 2028? In the future, one of the foundation principles must be that no Tassie kid ever leaves the island to play AFL again. They need the ring fence around the apple Isle, the main theme though of the draft was the sheer absurdity of 29 players constituting the first round to me th- this feels like a tipping point we have an 18 team competition and the second round starts at 30 it-, it does make a mockery of it to some degree a point system implies that there should be a moment when you have maxed out and can't afford to keep matching bids That's not really how it works, is it? I'm no sympathiser with West Coast, but a team that is historically bad got pick one and their next chance is pick 30. The team one place above them amassed picks two, four, 20, 22 and 23. If North Melbourne rise before West Coast, it's not going to take a mathematician to figure it out. Last night, it actually reminded me... Remember that World Swimming Championships in Rome where every world record was obliterated by the super suit swimmers and everyone knew that it had gone too far? Gil McLaughlin said in September the AFL chooses compromise and manipulation in all sorts of different forms from compensation and assistance to academy picks and father-sons. A first round of 29 picks? I think that's time for a major review. There's a scenario in which there are fewer picks tonight than there were last night, which tends to weaken the whole notion of the first round. And that doesn't even start with the idea of... How about the contemplation of trading future third-round picks? That's pretty much the norm. That's why it went so long, incidentally. There's no real need to rush draft night. If you're bored, flick it off. Let the kids have their time. Was that the best staging of the event? Formal and slick used to be the way, now relaxed and casual in a pub environment. That was quite striking. I actually didn't mind it. A bit less po-faced than it has been in the past. I had one other snap judgment. I came away with the feeling that Damien Hardwick and Alistair Clarkson can't help but be successful in their second tenures and when the stories are written, last night is going to be a bedrock for what's achieved in those new eras with the draft hands they were able to collect. It all combines to emphasise the game's capacity to renew as the stars that will soon capture our imaginations were presented as youngsters on a night that's themes are largely hopes and dreams.